Welcome to the Faith Focused Free Thinking Podcast, a ministry of Ozaki Congregational Church in Grafton, Wisconsin. This is our first episode, and we're glad you're with us. Hello, I'm Jeff Larson, and thanks for joining us on this, our first episode of the Faith Focused Free Thinking Podcast. This podcast, maybe first of all, is for anyone inside the church who is wanting to look at things in a new way, or maybe ask some questions they've not yet asked. But it's also for those who've left the church and are still wanting to hold on to faith and are maybe not sure how to do that. Or it's for anyone who's interested in the discussion of life and faith and God. We'd love for you to participate with us. It's probably not for anyone who is firmly convinced in their perspective. And if that's you, you're certainly welcome. We'd love for you to join in the discussion. We'd love to hear what you think. But if the way that you understand God and the world and faith uh, enables you to, to live life in a way that's positive and gives you peace and hope and a love for yourself and a love for others, hey, that's great. We don't want to take anything away from you. But if you get to a point where you feel like the way that you understand God and the world is only, under, only adding pressure to your life and is not bringing you peace or freedom then hopefully this podcast can help you look at things in a new way. Today, I want to do three things. Number one, I want to define for you what we mean by faith-focused and free thinking. Number two, I want to list for you some of the questions that we're going to ask, some of the things that we're going to consider in episodes to come. And number three, I want to summarize for you my perspective, my perspective on life and faith and God, which will hopefully just give us a place to start. So, here we go. We are Ozaki Congregational Church, or OCC. We'll talk about congregationalism uh, in some future episode, but here at OCC, faith-focused and free thinking is our tagline. It is our mantra. It is, in many ways, what defines us and describes us better than almost anything else. The phrase was created by our associate minister, Rob Fredrickson, sort of off the cuff when we needed a subtitle for our website uh, several years ago. But it has become for us this meaningful phrase that describes who we are. We have a, a description of it in a pamphlet about our church, and so I just want to read that for you. Here's what faith-focused and free-thinking means to us. At OCC, faith-focused means we believe in that which is greater than ourselves. Faith acknowledges the limits of humanity's understanding and recognizes our need for God. We consider the Bible to be a source of God's revelation to us, and we find hope and meaning through studying the life and teachings of Jesus. We follow God as best as we are able, pursuing peace and joy and embracing the unconditional love of God we see revealed in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. At OCC, free thinking means we allow people to think for themselves. People here are free to answer life's questions in different ways, to make sense of the world in the ways that make sense to them, and to interpret the scriptures according to their own consciences. While we believe the Bible is a source of God's revelation to us, we recognize God has left its interpretation and application up to us. Therefore, we use the minds God has given us to understand and embrace God as we are able, while appreciating the perspectives of those who see things differently. So, often on Sunday morning, I will say, I'm not here to tell you what to think or to tell you what to believe. I'm just telling you what I think, what I believe. You can decide if it makes sense to you. 
then we can talk about it. I mean, we're all doing our best to understand life and God and faith. Let's think about it together. If you asked us here at OCC, well, what do you believe? We would say, well, we believe in diversity and respect and theological humility. That is, we think it's good that there's a diversity of opinion and thought. And we think it's important that we learn to respect one another in those diverse opinions. And we approach God and the study of God with humility, acknowledging that none of us understand God perfectly. None of us can understand God perfectly. Now, we're a Christian expression of faith. We consider the Bible to be a source of God's revelation to us. We study the life and teachings of Jesus. But we appreciate other faith traditions. And we don't think that we're right and they're wrong. We have respect for for other faith traditions. But we think it's important that we think about what we believe and where those beliefs lead. I guess what we'd say, or maybe what I'd say, is that all we want for people is that they would live with hope and joy and peace and a love for themselves and a love for others. And wherever people find that, at least it's okay, it's okay with me. I say that I find it in the unconditional and unending love of God I see revealed in the person and story of Jesus. But all I want for anybody, all I want for you, whatever is your perspective, is that you would live with hope and joy and peace and a love for yourself and a love for others. And I trust the rest of God. So that is faith-focused and free-thinking. Now, let me, let me list for you some of the questions that we're going to consider in episodes to come. Of course, we're a Christian expression of faith. My whole life has been in the church. These are questions that I have asked or have wrestled with. Maybe they're questions you have asked as well. But I think it's important that we think through these things and not just take the answers that we've been given. Questions like, does God exist? And what do we mean by God? Who is God? Is Jesus or was Jesus the Son of God? What do we mean by the Son of God? Is it important that Jesus was the Son of God? Is the Bible God's Word? What do we mean by God's Word? Is it important if the Bible is or is not God's Word? Did Jesus actually live and die on a Roman cross and rise again as events of world history? And is it important that He did? What if parts of His life are just story and didn't actually happen? Does that matter? What about salvation? What do we mean by salvation? What do we mean by saved? And is God going to save everybody? What about objective truth? Are there things that we can know objectively? Is there truth out there that we can know objectively? What about evil and suffering in the world? What about believing in Jesus? Even that phrase, I believe in Jesus. What do we mean by the word believe? And what do we mean by the word Jesus in that phrase? Is Jesus the only way to God? So, those are some of the things, those are some of the questions we're going to consider in the days to come. Now, let me give you my perspective. Let me summarize for you my perspective, my belief, my understanding of God and life and faith, at least as it stands today. I suppose one of the things I've learned over the past number of years is that life is continually changing, and my perspective is changing. And maybe I'll look at things differently tomorrow than I do today, and that's okay. But here's how I understand things today. 
here's what makes sense to me. I believe that a real, eternal, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, personal God created the world and created us. And I trust that God to redeem the world, to restore the world, to reconcile the world. I believe that God is good enough and wise enough and powerful enough and loving enough to both set things right with the world, that is to to deal with evil and suffering, to bring about justice, to hold the perpetrators accountable and vindicate the victims. And if we're to be honest, there's a victim and a perpetrator within all of us. And also to redeem the world also to reconcile us all to himself, also to save us all, or if you want to use the Christian metaphor, also to bring everybody to heaven, that everybody goes to heaven eventually. I trust that God is good enough and wise enough and powerful enough to do both of those things. Religion seems preoccupied with finding the right path to get to God. What is it that we must do? What is it that we must believe in order to get to God? What does God require of us? And what the person and story of Jesus represents to me is that there is no right path that will get us to God, but that the right path is not one that runs from us to God, rather it runs from God to us. That in the person of Jesus, God has come to us. That there's nothing we must do. There's nothing we must believe. There's nothing we must get right. That God has done it for us. So that's my perspective in a nutshell. God created the world. God's going to redeem the world. And in the person of Jesus, I see represented that there's nothing we must do to appropriate God's redemption to ourselves. God has done it for us. Now, let me tell you why I believe that. Four main reasons. Number one, I admit that I believe it first of all, or I believe it maybe even primarily because I want to believe it. I want it to be true. There's some people who will say that, well, because of the evil and suffering in the world, that a loving, all-powerful God must not exist. And I can sympathize with those people, and, and even those who make peace with that. I mean, that's okay. For me, though, I go the other way. I think because of the evil and suffering in the world, God has to exist, or I want God to exist. I mean, I can't, I can't, wrap my head around. I don't want to believe that there is no redemption for the evil and suffering in the world, that there is no redemption for the suffering of countless millions in the world. I want God to exist. And so that's the first reason. Secondly, though, even though I want it to be true, it also makes sense to me. I mean, of the possible options out there to explain our existence, to explain the origin of the universe, It makes sense to me that uh, an all-powerful, self-existent God created the world. And I think there's good philosophical reasoning, philosophical ways of thinking that will get you there. I think there's good arguments in favor of God's existence. I certainly don't think it's unreasonable. It makes sense to me as a reasonable and the best option out there. Third, I believe it because... The embrace of the unconditional love of God that I see represented in the person and story of Jesus has given me a great framework from which to approach life. I mean, it gives me hope. It gives me peace. It gives me a love for myself and a love for others. 
I feel like without the love of God, the only value that I have, the only value that you have, the only place that we find importance or significance or an identity is in the things that we do, the things that we accomplish or achieve, our contributions to humanity or in the relationships that we have. And all of these things are impermanent. I don't want my value to be wrapped up in the things that I do or the things that I accomplish or the relationships that I have. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for you, much less for the people for whom life has been not much more than suffering. The love of God says, I matter. The love of God says, you matter. The love of God says, everyone matters. It's a great framework from which to approach life. And fourth, I believe it because there, there doesn't seem to be sufficient evidence to create a compelling case that something else is going to happen. Although, I like to say, convince me. Convince me of your perspective. If you're an atheist, convince me that God doesn't exist and that embracing that is a better framework from which to approach life. Or if you're a more fundamentalist in your religious perspective, I say, convince me. Convince me that God does exist and that he's going to punish forever in torment anyone who doesn't believe in him and that that is a better framework from which to approach life. Again, I think the discussion is good. The wrestling through these things is important. But for me, I am not going to live in fear. I'm not going to live in fear that somehow maybe God is not as loving or not as all-powerful as we think him to be. I'm not going to live in fear or maybe in apathy that life really doesn't have any meaning or any significance. I want to live with hope. I want to live with joy and peace and a love for myself and a love for others. And that's what I want for you too. So, that's it. That's the first episode of Faith Focused Free Thinking. Thanks so much for being with us. You can find us at occhurch.org or faithfocusedfreethinking.org. Shoot me a note. I'd love to hear what you think. Thanks so much for being with us. 